Well, welcome. This is Michelle, and we're talking about getting through the holidays with joy. I have muted everybody so that um, if you have something going on in your home and it's noisy, don't worry about it. If you want to unmute yourself at any time, just hit star six and you will be added to like the queue so I'll know that you want to get in and and talk. So um, thank you so much for coming um, and being a part of this call. Um, I am Michelle, the mother of a recovering addict. My son and daughter-in-law are 38 and 35. We have guardianship to their two children who are 14 and 9. Um, but they are nine months into recovery, so we have hope, but we still worry that they'll relapse. That's always a part of addiction and a, a mom's fear. Um, right now, our son and daughter-in-law live in southern Florida. We're in Indiana, so um, there's a great deal of space between us, so it's been a lot easier for me to let go uh, from a distance and, and let them empower them to do their thing. Um, I also podcast at Moms Letting Go. I'm a facilitator for PAL in my town. PAL is uh, Parents of Addicted Loved Ones. I'm the author of Moms Letting Go Without Giving Up Seven Steps to Self Recovery. If you don't have the book and you want the ebook for free, you can download it by just going to momslettinggo.com. But if you want like a hard copy, uh, a guidebook, kind of journal, paperback, um, you can um, find it at Amazon. And I think it's $7.99 or something, but um, it, it'll allow you to write right in the pages. So um, you're welcome to order that as well. So this morning, I'm just going to... Um, introduce you to Dree. Dree is a recovering addict. Um, I'll tell you about her in just a few minutes, but, and then I'm going to share some suggestions for you for the holidays, and then I'll open it up to Q&A. So hopefully we'll get to know you a little, and um, if, if there aren't any questions, that's great too, um, and, but if you want to share something, We'll be open to that again. I'll, I'll inform you later just to press star six. So one of the questions I asked moms before they joined the Moms Letting Go Facebook page was, what is your greatest fear? And 99% said they were afraid their child would die in an overdose. So this is serious stuff. It's, it's real. It happens. Um, but I know exactly how they feel because last year at this time I thought for sure our son and daughter-in-law would die they were emaciated they were angry hopeless poor they didn't have jobs um, they were addicted to meth and um, they didn't have any hope that they would get their children back but now um, they're working full-time they have jobs they pay for rent they saved and bought a car they go to support meetings, they have a sponsor. So there is hope for you as well. But um, this time last year was pretty depressing. And so I know that um, it can be very difficult for moms to 
to cope with the holidays because a lot of our friends are are just in the middle of having this great family, you know, um, get together and they're so excited, but, and they don't understand why we're so stressed out, but um, these, these addicted families share, share commonalities and that is stress between siblings, spouses, significant others, um, and like me, a lot of times there's grandchildren involved. So um, we're all struggling with loss, right, and trauma from the repercussions of having a child who is in active addiction. And sometimes our friends can't relate because they don't have an addicted loved one. Um, or maybe they have had a tradition of being together and they they get together and they sit around and laugh and talk about what they're thankful for and you know they don't have an aunt or uncle that's going to be freaking out if our addicted loved one shows up Um, and you know a lot of people who don't understand um, don't understand moms and why they're so tolerant of their children who are in active addiction. So, well, what can you do? Today we're gonna to talk about that. And I want you to know that every situation is different. And Dre and I can't possibly know, you know, what everybody, what all of you are going through. But I'm certain that every one of us on the call or anybody listening to this has suffered the loss of dreams for her child. Every mom here wants her child to get well and stay well. So I just want you to know that um, you're not alone and we are moms helping moms. And so Dree and I are just going to give you some suggestions to help you through the holidays. You can take what you want and leave what you don't want. All I ask is keep an open mind. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting different results. So if you're trying trying something and it's not working, maybe um, today you'll find a new way to help yourself because your health is important. If you're stressed and full of fear, um, it's not a good place to be. And I'm all about moms getting well and staying well. So let me just tell you a little bit about Jaree. She sent me uh, a little bio. She's 24. She started um, using substances at 15. 15. She started with pain pills and heroin onto meth and um, today she's 16 months clean from all drugs and alcohol. Oh, I don't hardly know Dree, but it really makes me emotional. I'm so proud of her. She has been using MAT, and if you're not familiar with MAT, MAT stands for Medicated Assistant Treatment. She goes to church counseling. She's working a 12-step program. She goes to meetings. Her goal is to educate and stigma around addiction and MAT, and she's currently working on obtaining a degree in addiction counseling. So let me see if I can unmute Dree here so we can um, hear what Dree has to say. Dree, can you, can you hear me? Yes, I can. 
Yay, yay, yay. And um, I can hear you. So we are we are going here. We are on and we're going to kind of go through this. So was there anything about your bio I left out you want to share? Um, not, not really. I feel like that was pretty encompassing. Okay. So let's get to it. How many holidays were you gone from your family while you were using and, and, and can you tell us a little bit about how you spent your holidays? So, um, since I started at 15 uh, using, I was still living at home until about the age of 18 when I moved out. Um, so I was still pretty much um, participating in holidays from the age of 15 to 18. Um, but at the age of 18, when I had moved out and was living with um, a toxic boyfriend, um, I spent basically all my holidays with him um, because and his family because I couldn't go see my family. Um, also, when it started getting deeper into my addiction, um, I wouldn't spend my holidays doing anything other than looking for drugs or doing drugs because it was just like any other day for me, like I had to function. Oh, yeah. I didn't think about that. So... So because you weren't invited to your parents' home, you did you feel anger about that or did you just understand it? Um, it and was it because mom had those boundaries that as long as you were using, she couldn't cope with you being there? Can you tell us a little bit more about that? So, um my parents didn't or my family didn't know about um my active addiction until almost a year um a year prior to me getting clean um so oh, I kept wow. it, yeah i kept it hidden for a very long time so i was still invited to things um i just didn't attend i you know didn't see my mom for around four years um at one point in time because I knew that she would know that I was using if um, she saw me and saw the way I was acting and stuff. So um, I know at one point in time when I was around 20, I believe, 19 or 20, I had uh, moved back in with her because I was honest with her and let her know that um, I was struggling with pills. Um, And I had quit or whatever. and moved back in with her and was doing fine um that lasted around a year and then i ended up moving out um so i could continue using and that is around the stretch of time when um, i didn't see her for a while okay wow wow was was that a tough thing to come home and tell her that you were using and how did that go that must have been really difficult yeah. for you to so like uh it wasn't really it wasn't really difficult for me because we always had a really open relationship and I didn't see it as a big deal because it was just like an experimentation phase for me I didn't think I was going to get addicted or anything um and I hadn't been doing it for that long at that point in time and I well I I had been doing it for a long time but I hadn't been doing it consecutive days or anything like that it was just kind of like um a couple times a month and it was just for fun so I didn't think I had a problem 
and I didn't think I would I would be addicted and I wouldn't be like the um, people in active addiction that you always think about or you always see like that I didn't think that that was going to be me right yeah it's kind of like part of the denial part of um, addiction and a lot of that I read about um, it's part of what keeps you um, from getting well is you can't you can't get well if you don't think you have a problem either so exactly um, what what is your opinion about well let me those those years that you didn't see mom for Christmas right or Thanksgiving or whatever the holidays you you hung out with his family more did, did mom buy you any gifts during that time how was that handled so um, I, I'm, I I have a hard time remembering just because you know I was on drugs and <laughs> my brain doesn't really like, I don't remember that well but um, I know that most Christmases I had asked for money for obvious reasons um, and she would give me gift cards and stuff like that but the thing is is that I I would still trade gift cards for drugs and because um, it's monetary value so right even getting gift cards it I mean it's not it's, an addict is going to find a way to get drugs no matter what um right but yeah so, so go ahead I I wasn't I don't know what I was going to say <laughs> okay so so I guess if you were going to give advice to or make suggestions for moms on what they could do for their um, addicted loved ones, especially if they know that they're, you know, they're struggling, what would you recommend they do for Christmas um, as far as gift giving? Um, if you feel compelled to give a gift, if if you feel that if you have that relationship with your child still or, um, you know, something like that, I think that um, clothes or something that they really need is okay, but nothing of real monetary value. Um, okay. Because that you would, you would be knowingly contributing to either them dying or just continuing their drug use. Sure. So yeah, I would, I would say like clothes or shoes, Great. even shoes though. Um, if they're a nice pair of shoes, that can be sold for money. So, wow. Yeah, and I think it has to come from the heart, and every every mom kind of has to battle inside herself. You know what feels right. Um, yeah. And you know we we can't make that choice for somebody. I I remember one time. I knew that our son and daughter-in-law didn't have groceries and they were so thin that I took their girls and went grocery shopping and we dropped groceries off for them. And um, later, my husband said, Michelle, that, that money that they would have spent on food is now can be spent on drugs. So do you yep. really think you helped them? And But for me, it was like, the humane thing to do right I just felt like every time I saw him I you know I just couldn't breathe and and you want them to get better so you know mom's job is to nurture so we sometimes do things that we think are helping but um, 
inadvertently in the end could, like you said, if they can buy buy drugs then with that money, then it's not really helping. So, um, so let's see, where is our next question? Um, so when you're, for those years that you weren't with your mom for the holidays, do you think she suspected that you were uh, using? Uh, no, I know for at least the the majority of my uh, active addiction, she didn't suspect it because um, I still put I still had a healthy weight. Um, you know, she, I I hit it very very well, and me not seeing her really hit right. that because she couldn't see me with her own eyes. Once she right. laid eyes on me, when I um, got further in my addiction and was using heroin, she knew. Um, she didn't want to admit it, but she knew. She said that I literally did. I was not her child. I literally looked like a bag of skin, and she would oh, look in my gosh. eyes, and my soul was not there. I wasn't me. Yeah, I tell people it's like the devil just knows where in your soul the wounds are where the little cracks are that they can seep in there and they just take over and so sometimes I'd be like oh my golly where's my kid right Um, his counselor at rehab um, told us that you know he he was a user too and one day he showed up at his mom's door and his mom looked at him and said oh well when you see my son, will you let him know that I'm thinking of him and that I believe in him and that he's welcome home anytime? Um, but she didn't acknowledge that he was her son because <laughs> she didn't resemble her. Yeah, and it was so, I said to this man, I said, oh my goodness, that was so smart of your mother. She didn't, she just looked at him and said, hey, when you see my son and when he comes back, like when he... Tell him he's welcome here as soon as, you know, as soon as he's ready to be sober or whatever. And he's yeah. like, but mom, it's me. But, you know, it's no, it's not you because it, it, it's like somebody else who's sabotaged your body. Yeah, it's, it's you hard. You know, the crazy thing, though, is I didn't think I looked or acted any different at all. I thought I had everybody fooled. Um, I literally was down to 100 pounds. And for my stature and my body, like right now, I'm 240 or 220, which I gained 100 pounds in recovery. But still, like the most that I was at was 180. So for me to get down to 100 pounds, I, oh my goodness. you know, my, and my yeah. mom commented too. She was like, oh my gosh, you finally lost weight. Like, good job. You know, and then once I started getting, like, all she saw was pictures of me on Facebook. So she just thought I was like, healthy or working out and then um when people would see me in public and tell her like you know that I did not look healthy I looked like I had gray a gray tone or you know whatever right um that was kind of when things kind of went downhill I was living with my dad at the time and he would ask he he would tell me and mention like you know that I was losing weight and he would he'd ask me if I was okay and I was like yeah like I'm I'm good I'm fine like you know wow so I, wow well I don't know if you've ever seen that um post where they have a picture of like this zombie looking lady 
and and picture of um, a healthy looking lady and it says this is how you view yourself it was a healthy looking lady and then the zombie was this is how people see you and I've heard this before from my daughter-in-law like she saw pictures of herself when she was Mm -hmm. admitted into recovery uh, the very first day and she looks at that and she's like holy cow I didn't think she never thought she looked that poorly and um, you don't view yourself that way so I think that's a really important thing for moms to understand too is like it's I don't know if that's part of the denial piece but you just really um, can't you, you can't see yourself for the way you really are very interesting um, so what would you want moms to know um, about the holidays and how to get through through them with oh, without too much stress uh, is there any are there any suggestions you would give them from an addict's point of view I would say you know yeah I would say don't beat yourself up about it I know that's easier said than done everything I'm gonna say is easier said than done um, but I I really can't imagine the um, almost guilt or shame that a lot of moms have feeling like it's their fault that their child is the way they are because a lot of people blame the mom, you know, like, well, if you wouldn't raise your kid like that, and it has nothing to do with that at all. Ultimately, God gave us free will, and we have a choice to do everything. Um, So I think that um, something that I would say is to lean on on your family members that you do have with you. Um, And also, if you are religious, Lean on, um, lean on the word and God's promises because really that's that's what really matters. And um, no matter what happens in life, I think that um, having that one constant thing being God and um, what He wants for our lives is is really important. Um, and ultimately, uh, we need to be able to uh, make ourselves happy and love ourselves without worrying. Um, it's almost like, I don't know how to explain it, but I feel like, um, if your child is fully grown, you know, they're an adult, you almost have to, um, cut ties with them and let them until they're ready to get help. You kind of just have to separate yourself because, um, it's kind of like when, um, someone is drowning and they say never to, um, like reach in and try to help them because they'll pull you down with them. You throw a life preserve and that's, that's kind of um, oh I love that analogy yeah so that's kind of what you have to do but they're not going to be ready to grab the life preserve right away so um, I think you should never give up hope um, there's always hope for someone to get clean and in recovery um, and yeah I, I think that's really important to just um, not give up hope oh that's that's so good that's so good to hear um, when when your mom finally knew that you were in active addiction, did she cut you out of the holiday festivities intentionally? What did she choose to do, or was that not something that 
was during that time. I, I know that she didn't know for a lot of those. But was yes. there one holiday? Um, so when she did, so when she found out, it was um, around January. So it was after the holidays. So um, she actually, I found out this um, now that I'm in recovery, she told me. She had spoken to my grandma who had already given me like over $7,000 because I had lied to her and said that it was her bills. And um, she, she was a widow. She had just lost my grandpa. So I feel, I still have guilt for that. But so she told uh, my whole family to not give me any money, no matter what. Um, And basically you like for them to stay strong and you know, all this stuff, basically um, to, not support me at all or enable me at all until I'm ready to get clean Um, which I didn't know that she had said that but um, she you know she was she she knew what she was doing and she wanted um, the only way for it for me to hit rock bottom and for her to get me to hit rock bottom and realize I had a problem was for the rest of the family to not be able to enable me either right Um, so wow she's a strong lady yeah. yeah. So I got clean um, in July of 2018. So it was during the summer. Um, so that next that next Christmas, I was a part of the Christmas, but that's because I was in recovery and home. Sure. What can I ask? What gift she got you then when you were in recovery? Um, of course, she didn't give me more than five dollars, but. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Just in case, but, money, money yeah. gave me super bad anxiety because my brain was trained any amount of money I had to immediately want to go go buy drugs. So for the first six months of my recovery, I really didn't even touch money because it I gave me anxiety. But she got me a dream catcher because I had wanted it, um, clothes because I had gained like 100 pounds, so I had no clothes. Sure. She got me yeah. a pair of shoes um, because my shoes got stolen with my car. <laughs> And she got me basically necessities, um, like hygiene products, which that's what we're doing the fundraiser for, because when I came home, I had nothing. Right. Okay. So this is really good suggestions, too, for moms like me who have kids in recovery, because it's it's a transitional time. And I also know it's a volatile time, like you said, because... I'm sure they still have cravings and mm-hmm. um, you you don't want to give anything that is going to tempt them. So I never thought about, yeah, I, I don't think I ever thought about giving them money this year, but I didn't think about not doing it either. Like, so. Well, even gift um, cards, like I've even traded a Starbucks gift card for drugs. Like literally anything of monetary value an addict will find use for. Oh, Wow. I just sent them a gas card because they, they're going to be driving a couple hours to see their kids over the Thanksgiving holiday. So, oh boy, now I'm worried. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. But no, that's okay. No, that's okay. It's, it's, it's a good reminder. It's just a really good reminder. So um, is, there, is there anything else that you want to add that you think would add value to moms who are maybe stressed out about the holidays um, before I kind of make some of my suggestions. Is there anything else that you'd like to 
add? I can't think of anything right now. I just, I don't know, I can't, um, I can't stress enough how much, like, just lean on, lean on those that love you and um, lean on your church, lean on your small group, um, lean on other moms, lean on each other, lean on other moms of addicts that are going through the same thing, um, find strength in each other, you know, like, um, yes, yeah, I, and I just can't stress that enough. That's a great, that's great advice and something, you know, I just created this Facebook page and um, for people who downloaded my book, there was a section in there about having and finding accountability partners. So that would be like, I remember when our son was in jail and I knew I couldn't bound him out, right? I knew, no, 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 no. Um, But he kept calling and... um, he was having major anxiety and so he kept calling me and I kept having anxiety. Um, I was I was like over the top. Um, he ended up in jail the night before he was supposed to leave for rehab. And oh, so wow. he want yeah, he wa- and everything had been set. The church had paid for his airline ticket and he wanted me to get him out so he could go directly to to rehab right and I knew that rehab was really important but at the same time I didn't I wanted him to accept the consequences right Um, yeah and so I had to talk to other people who understood who held me accountable to not bail him out does that make sense like they yeah. talked me off the wall, like, and yeah. if, if I hadn't had those people, you know, I would have just been um, doing all the wrong things. And so yeah. one, one of the things I hope to incorporate in our group is little, little accountability teams of moms who can help each other through those moments where we know our boundaries, right? But then our child does something and we're like, but, but I have to help them. And, you know, having, having somebody else to lean on helps us get through those vulnerable moments. So that's really, really good advice. Um, okay. So I guess going forward, I, Dree, if it's okay with you, I'm just going to, unless, unless you want me to unmute you I can I mean mute you I can mute you or keep you unmuted as I go through some of these things um, that I'm going to mention but if I keep you unmuted then if you have something to add um, you could kind of chime in with me here but if you would rather me yeah but if you'd rather me mute you so that you can you know eat your breakfast or something I'm okay with that too it's fine. I'm, I already ate. <laughs> okay, good. What did you have for breakfast today? Um, really unhealthy toaster strudels. <laughs> <laughs> what, were they the apple or the cherry? Um, I like the strawberry and cream or cream cheese ones. Oh, yum. Oh, wow. Yeah, that sounds really delicious. Okay, <laughs> so, all right. Well, I'm going to go on with, and you know what, that might be another topic uh, we could do sometime about, you know, cravings and eating um, in yeah. recovery. So I, I could have, 
I have a bazillion questions for you, but um, we'll we'll just table that for another time. But okay, <laughs> okay. so let me just um, kind of again add some of my suggestions, moms. If you if you decide that you're going to invite your child to your holiday celebration um, get together, it's entirely up to you. Um, but a few things: keep alcohol away, keep your prescription drugs locked up, lock up your credit cards and your money. Um, here's the thing: your child. You might say, "Well, my child would never steal from me." Um, but the craving that they have to endure is something that you and I can't relate to if we're not addicted um, to substance. So, um, and and they don't mean to disrespect you. It's it's not you that they're against. It's their craving, their desire to um, to use is so overbearing. So don't give them any you know, easy access to those kind of things um, because that's just going to put more shame on them too um, later. They don't, they don't want to take those things from you. Um, and the other thing is if you do choose to invite them, keep your expectations realistic. Um, realistic because they are using um, because they can't stop right now. And if you expect them to come and not be under the, possibly be under the influence, um, you're set, you could be setting yourself up for failure, right? So um, keep your expectations realistic. So if you've got a mother who you know is going to be at this holiday get together and you know your mother's going to like ride his butt about or her butt about using um, and shaming him and creating, you know, this friction, um, it's probably not going to work. Um, so why invite your, sh- your child, though? Well, again, Wait, it's a personal... Can I chime in with that? Sure, please. So um, another thing that I want to mention um, is make them empty out their pockets. Make sure that they're not using drugs in your home. Because if they OD during a family gathering, that's going to scar everybody for life. Um, uh, and it's, for just, sure. it's just another thing with um, creating boundaries, especially if you have younger children in the house. Make sure that they're not, they don't have anything that can harm themselves or others or like on them. Um, because, yeah, that's, that's another oh, thing. Oh, that, that's invaluable. I never thought of that. Yeah. Another thing... Um, because they're going to sneak off to the bathroom and do do a line or do a shot to maintain themselves because I had to do it every hour or I'd get sick. Um, and then also, another thing, don't let them uh, take showers when they come over um, for the family gathering. Even if they need a shower, um, that is that is part of their hitting rock bottom and you know, um, not enabling them. You're not, you're not trying to provide a safe place for them because they would have a safe place if they got clean. <laughs> right. So oh my gosh. Thing. Yes. And I see so many moms that say they, they allowed their child to come home and take a shower and sleep for a night. 
yeah, I, I wasn't sure how I felt about that. But, um, and I, I do remember uh, my father-in-law died a couple years ago and our son was at that time addicted to heroin. I didn't know it, but I suspected it. And um, he had a five hour drive home with his entire family. And he did go into the bathroom. And I'm sh- and looking back, I know he had to have shot up so that he could have gotten oh, yeah. home and gotten his family home. Yeah. I, I mean, in moms, like, trust your gut. I remember at the time thinking, what is he doing in the bathroom? And yeah. um, I always look back on that moment, like, I want to just throw up. Um, anyway, but um, so, but sometimes moms invite children, and I think, well, you know, moms, you have to decide what you can cope with. Some moms believe that it shows support, the rejection your child is suffering because of her choices. Um, they feel worthless. They, they've lost everything they care about, or if they haven't, they will soon. They have nobody they can trust because nobody trusts them. Um, so your influence could be the thing that helps them realize their desperate need for help or you know, helps them get to the point where they choose recovery. But you know, if you're gonna invite your child you might want to just make it um, just you. So, like last Christmas, we could not invite our child to our family get-together because we knew it was going to create friction with the rest of the family members. And we didn't know what kind of shape they were going to be in, and there were children and so on. So I, we allowed them to bring gifts, you know, for their kids. Um, but we just chose not to give them anything. Um, and we chose to do it in a, you know, we wanted them to feel loved because you love them, but um, we also had to um, just kind of protect the innocent, if you will. So um, keep that in mind. If you want to show support, there are ways to show support without inviting them to some get-together that's going to create so much stress for you. Um, Something else, some families decide, well, let's just invite them and everybody get on their case and we're going to do this intervention type of thing. Well, interventions are a topic for a whole nother discussion but they're tricky and they have to be really well thought out typically with a mediator Um, so if this is something you're thinking about i just want to warn you to really research this um, because it could backfire your loved one could feel very threatened and backed into the corner Um, so um, i'm not saying don't do it but Make sure you seek professional help if you're going to do that. Um, speak I to can an addiction. Promise, yes. I can promise that doing an intervention would push me to end up using because um, I would do the opposite. It would, it, would, it would have the opposite effect on most addicts, actually, because they feel enough. I, I didn't want to be an addict. You know, I felt I wanted to quit every single day. So it would bring more shame and guilt to me and uh, I would end up wanting to numb that pain and the thoughts, and I would end up using even more. 
Oh my gosh, that's so good to know. That's so good to know. I, my, my, my daughter-in-law's family hired an interventionist um, to intervene with them, and we were never asked to be a part of that. So, um, again, I could speak on that for a while, um, but there's a time and a place for it. Um, a lot of that plan backfired, um, but in this specific case, the interventionist was the first and only person that was able to explain what recovery looked like, um, what a recovery program looked like, and what sobriety looked like. And so they were able to visualize um, and have hope. He did bring that to them, but oh boy, yeah, he brought a lot of other difficult stuff. But like I said, that's a, that's a topic for another discussion, but um, I'd love to do that. Um, and we will, we will. But so just um, remember that you, you can love your child, um, but you can love your child and still set boundaries and not allow them to treat you with disrespect. Um, It's kind of like, I love you enough to let you make your own choices. But the hardest part for me to wrap my head around was, was to think I accept you for who you are and where you are right now in your life, even if I don't approve of your choices. It's not saying, um, I, I approve. It's just saying, okay, this is, you are resisting change. I can't make you want to change. Um, but in, in that case, I can't invite you to family gatherings, um, because this is where my boundaries are. Um, and so, um, once our son was in recovery, I have this story that, um, we had to kind of set some boundaries when they came to visit. Um, it was very difficult for me to live with my daughter-in-law in the same house with her children because they wouldn't respect me if their mom was there. So I had to kind of set some boundaries and it created some tension. And our son said, Mom, you don't need a reason to not invite us. It's okay. It's your house. It's your rules. You set the limits and you tell us and we're we're going to live with that. We'll take whatever we can get, but um, this is this is your house. And I was floored. It was the first time that I realized, oh my goodness, my son is really healing. Because, moms, if your if your child is disrespectful to you and they're making you feel like it's all your fault or this or that, it's just a ploy. It's it's their way of pushing the blame. But once they start taking responsibility and they say things like, like, it's okay, mom, I respect your boundaries, that is a good place, isn't it? Doreen, you probably say that now. But, oh, yeah. Um, it, it's like you, you can tell when they're sober, once they're sober, and they start saying the right things. But if they start hiding and start having this blame-itis where they're blaming everybody else, then it's kind of a red flag. So, um, I was the best manipulator ever, but every addict is. Yeah, yeah, 
and 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 moms fall for it every time. I know I do. So um, well, one of the things. Go ahead. I was going to say, your child knows you better than anybody else, really, so they know how to manipulate you down to your core. Yeah, yeah, that's that's part of their emotional age when they use, um, is, you know, they just get stuck in um, not taking responsibility because taking responsibility for your decisions is, is very stressful. Um, it's something they don't want to do. But the other thing is, too, look at, look at our son and look at three moms have hope. Yeah, this year might be like this, but if, it's only 24 hours. Thanksgiving is only 24 hours. Christmas is only <laughs> your get-together. Yeah, that day is 24 hours. It's going to be gone. Like it, you'll, you'll get to the other side, and, and that empty chair this holiday that your child normally sits in, um, you know, it's going to be filled. You, you have to have hope. Um, so, uh, let's see. Some, um, some options, like this, this holiday, this Thanksgiving, is going to be very different for us. And so that's something I want to recommend too, moms. If, if this is something that's really stressful to you, think about doing something totally different so that you don't have to stare at your child's empty chair, right? So maybe you start a new tradition and you take a little holiday vacation to um, to tour someplace or you sit in, uh, you go to a sober living house and you cook in their home and cook for people that are trying to recover and stay well um, or in homeless shelters, or there's a lot of different places in your community that you could serve. The one thing though that I will tell you is that sometimes so many people want to help out for that holiday that it becomes overwhelming. Um, My advice is to help out on non-holidays too. Get involved when it's not a holiday so that it doesn't look like it's all about raising your ego so that you feel good about doing something Um, but if you mix up your tradition and try to do something different um, it might be easier for you to you know to get through your your difficult time Um, my parents I know this probably isn't the best thing my parents love to go to casinos because they get all these free meals. They're not addicted to gambling, but they just, you know, like to do, like to get freebies. So they go and eat and get all these coupons for places like that. And just check around and kind of think outside of the box. What can you do differently um, to spend the holiday and maybe reconnect with your significant other one or a child that you've been neglecting because of the addiction? I think our daughter felt left out a lot because a lot of our energy went towards our son and not our both our daughters um, didn't go toward them. So how can you maybe go to their house and do something with them, do something different? So, um, and and another thing is, it's really important not to focus on what you're missing out of. So you have to kind of redirect your brain and not think 
about all those good times. No, no, no. <laughs> because then you're just going to be like wallowing in self-pity, right? Um, but um, think of, you know, dream of when that person is going to be sober. Does, does your mom have any um, memories or did she do anything to help her cope better? Dree, do you know? Um, I know that um, something that she said that um, gave her peace finally was knowing that I was saved and um, she would laugh she would laugh at Satan because she would say, you know, you think you have her, but really, um, you know, she's going to go to heaven and she's, she's going to be free of her addiction. And, you know, um, so that, that oh, gave her, I love it. Yeah. knowing that, knowing that, yeah, I might, Satan might think he might think he have, has me now, but really, um, I'm a child of God and I will be going, um, you know, to heaven and, that that gave her peace knowing that I would be free of my addiction um and almost you know she was almost um hoping that you know oh wow that's great I have had some moms though say they their child isn't saved and they're in active addiction so it's kind of a double whammy for them because um is there any advice go ahead Either way, they would be, um, you know, free of that addiction either way, so. Yeah, that's true. Good, good thoughts, great thoughts. Um, something I I recommend, too, is starting a gratitude wall. It's, it's in my book, too. Um, it's trying to look at positivity every day. So the gratitude wall in our home is kind of like this wall with these, yellow sticky notes and I try to get the kids to think of something they're thankful for that day even if it's just getting an A on a test or it's getting to school on time or you know having dinner their favorite dinner I mean whatever silly thing but just get in the habit of looking at something positive Um, and uh, you know hey if you've got that and you want to mom do you want to post that on our mom's letting go page that's great because then your positivity will influence other people too to find the gratitude in their lives. Um, somebody else recommended, I love this idea because I'm a writer, but so let's say you don't invite your child, okay? And you have all these feelings for your child. Of course, you love him or her and you remember past experiences and you hope, write them a letter and date it and tell them, pour your soul out about why you love them and what your dreams are for their life or whatever you want to share and keep them someplace safe so that when your child does recover, you know, you can share them if you want. And it might be something that's just helpful to you now to write it and maybe you will never share it. I don't know, but at least um, you'll be able to express yourself and, and hopefully feel better with that. Um, I, I'm all about writing and journaling and being able to find oh, peace with your own words and thoughts. And it's really interesting to look back and reflect a year from now. Um, you know, I'm, I'm praying that 
moms, you are going to recover to the point where you're going to motivate your children to recover. And so your health and your peace is going to inadvertently help your child. That's, that's my end game, if you will. So, um, all right, well, let's just one other little blurb here. Um, I want to just kind of give you some really quick um, tips on how to find joy. And, and three, you can chime in here, but some of the things that I thought of to do um, in lieu of thinking about what you don't have with your child is, you know, make a movie date with some of your friends that you haven't seen for a while. Do something special with somebody you've neglected. And try not to talk about your addicted loved one, right? It's real, always the hard part. Um, do Try something new. I'm a pickleball fanatic. And if you don't know what pickleball is, look it up. It's everywhere and it's really inexpensive to play. It's a lot of fun and it gets your mind off of everything. Um, but take a walk, a hike. Um, go to the change. What did you say? I was going to say volunteer at either the animal shelter, love on some animals that need love, or go yes. to um, uh, old old folks' home and, and you know, love on them. They probably don't even have family that will go visit them. Oh, I love that. I love that. I just took took my grandkids there this week to uh, for the very first time. We don't have grandparents in the city where we live to visit. So they've never been to an old folks' home. Well, I shouldn't say that. I don't think they call them that anymore. But you know what oh, I no. mean? Like assist, yeah, assisted living. And do you know that my seven-year-old Patrick said, Mimi, can we go again? When are we going to go again? That was so fun. I couldn't believe it. And who knows? Like he could be, um, you know, a physician someday in the geriatric yeah. field. You just don't know. So, um, yeah. but yeah, dogs. Um, schedule a manicure, a massage, or for me, um, I like to go to my chiropractor and Dree's mom just had her first acupuncture. I'm excited to know how that went. Um, meet a friend for coffee, but do things that facilitate um, healthy living for you moms, right? For moms, because, you know, we are so good at giving and we have to take care of ourselves. So, again, I hope that this call has been beneficial. Oh, well, first, Dree, is there anything that you want to add to to this to kind of wrap it up? I I don't have anything. Well, you've been amazing. Um, <laughs> just amazing. I think that what I'm going to do is uh, post this on my podcast. I didn't think about it. You're the first interviewee I've had on my podcast. I'm going to share it with all of them. Um, I because so I, I, what'd you say? I said, I feel that I feel so special. <laughs> you should be, you are special. I mean, we are all, yeah, but this is, you're using, you know, your path, your journey to help others. And that is commendable and I'm hoping that other moms on the call are going to do the same I noticed a lot of moms on the on the page have already lost their loved ones like they're gone and so they just joined our group so that they can um, encourage other moms and help them and that just 
makes my heart sing and cry at the same time. But um, so just to wrap up in the end, moms, it's your choice. Always it's your choice. And um, aren't we blessed that we have a choice? Will you or won't you invite your loved one for your holiday get together? I, I can't answer that for you. Um, but where are your boundaries? Write them down. Ask your significant others for input. Um, and listen, even if you don't agree, because a lot of times there's value in that. Um, know that you're going to do this get-together if you do invite them with your eyes open and accept what's happening. So um, I don't think we have any questions in the queue. So... Um, Hopefully, we those who listen to this three, you know, if if um, we get any questions going forward, I'll be sure to let you know. And um, yes, I just want to thank you so much. And hopefully, this is one the first of many. And, yes, um, thank you for having me. My pleasure. And uh, take care. And uh, God bless to everybody. Have a happy Thanksgiving, Dre. You too, Michelle. Bye-bye. Bye.